Windsor, Ascot, Maidenhead, Bracknell, Wokingham, Henley, Reading. The voice River Radio of the Thames Valley. Hello and welcome back. You are listening to me, Fiona Johnson, on River Radio, the business source. Thank you for listening in today. Today we are joined by Kim Worley-Birch from Dyslexia Decoded. They support children and parents on their journey um, to getting practical support and advice and to empower parents if they know or suspect their children have dyslexia. Right, and don't forget, if you've missed part of today's show, you can listen on catch-up via the website, which is river.radio, or download the River Radio app, or search for River River Radio's The Business Source and listen as a podcast via the usual channels. And of course, if you want to get in touch about any of the discussions we're having today, please drop me an email to fiona at riverradio, or contact us through our social channels. Right, so now we're going to move on to the part of our show where we have a, a quick fire quiz round so kim are you ready i am ready as you'll ever be i guess okay um do you prefer marmite or peanut butter marmite beer or wine wine tea or coffee tea rugby or football rugby very quick at this quick answers um cats or dogs cats are you a night owl or an early bird no i'm definitely an early bird (laughs) wonderful (laughs) what's your favorite way of relaxing do you have any sort of hobbies or interests that just help you I like you with to walk. Um, I'm not very good at relaxing, I have to say. I, especially, I that, especially when you've got so much on. Yeah, um, I think that's it's true. It's very difficult to switch owners. off. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, do you prefer, if you do have time to switch off when you're going away, do you prefer a relaxing break or an adventure holiday? Relaxing. Oh, so you do, yeah. you make sure you get it in. Yeah. Then. I, Wonderful. Um, and do you have a favourite city? I think Rome. Um I lo- I, do you know what? I love cities. I mean, also living in the country, it, it is nice to have a little city break. And even though you think, gosh, you know, wanting a relaxing break, I, lo- I do love, there's something, a, there's a buzz about a city. I yeah. love London. I think London's yeah, fantastic too. There's a buzz, isn't there? Mm. Um, you don't have to answer this one, but I'm going to ask you, can you tell us an unusual thing about yourself? And it might be a hobby or something that perhaps people don't know you have. I suppose the, I mean, I have a few unusual. Th- I think I, I think I'm quite a quirky person that I try and hide. <laughs> but um, I would quirky. say the the unusual thing about myself, and I've only just found this out, is that I actually have ADHD, and I found this out last year. So okay, yeah, which I never ever knew. I um, mean, and now of course it all makes complete sense. I bet it does. Yeah. I bet it does. It's one of those things where suddenly, a, a bit like you're diagnosing with your children, mm, mm. actually you've experienced it too, where you suddenly feel. I imagine um, you suddenly a lot of things suddenly make sense. They do. Yeah. Okay. Um, and finally, can you? Oh, people, I hate asking this, but I'm going to because it's a it's a really good one. Can you describe yourself in three words? And it really puts people on the spot, but. Now trust trust your instincts and you come up with difficult some. to to hone three words. I would say I'm optimistic. Um I'm quite You're obviously a hard worker as well, if you say I'm a really hard worker. I'm very passionate too. I get sort of obsessively passionate about things, you know, um particularly the field I work in. But yes. um Yeah, I lo- I yeah, I love I think you're studious as well. Can um, I yeah, say that? I, you know, I, I, given all the training you've been doing, I, you've got to be I, I love too. learning. 
Yeah. There we go. Well, thank you very much. That's that's the quiz over and done with, putting you on the yeah. spot. <laughs> um, and another thing, we always ask our guests to recommend a book or a podcast that's resonated with them. It might be something that's helped you to grow your business or it might help uh, have helped you with developing skills. Sometimes it's a book or a podcast that resonates on a personal level. But one thing's for sure, it's always difficult to only recommend one. And I know off air, you said you've got quite a big selection that you'd like to share with us today. So um, would sort of any that sort of spring to mind that you'd like to mention to everyone listening in terms of business books I found I don't have enough time and that's something again I'd like to work on just to to keep developing my business knowledge but because I do so much research um, about my field you know I might be doing a report about something and I've never come across it before and then I need to go and do the research into that um but I also am fascinated by it. But uh, so I think most of the books I've read are, you know, in, uh, recently are about my field. But one of the best books for parents about dyslexia is "This Is Dyslexia" by Kate Griggs, and she's an incredible um, person who has set up a business called Made by Dyslexia. And um, the book is fantastic. So if anyone is, you know, needs a little bit of information or knowledge. This is really a wonderful, positive, mm. um, very informative book. That's um, great, and, and that's um, that's for the parents. You say for parents. So that's, this yeah. is dyslexia this by is dyslexia. Kate Griggs. Kate right? Griggs. Um, and what about for children? Are there any books that you recommend yes. for children? And I think she's also written uh, or just been handmade by dyslexia has just been, uh, and Kate Griggs has been involved in that. But a book called Extraordinary People, Handmade by Dyslexia. Mm. I love this. Again, it's a little children's book which explains what's going on, but it's really empowering and fun and upbeat. And then the other one, which I love to show kids, is Your Fantastic Elastic Brain <laughs> by Joanne Deek. And again, it's a really, it's just because our brains are elastic. We know that now. We, they, um, uh, it's called neuroplasticity, but our brains can change with mm. a lot of intervention, which is why we can actually help. Um, but it's also nice to know that you're not just fixed with something. You can, you know, you can develop with a bit, with a lot of work, obviously, and, and, and the right support. But, you know, to know that actually our brains can change. Yeah, so I think that's that's really important. And and you know, whatever where whatever journey you're on, it's worth knowing that, isn't mm. it? Because I think we all sort of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm done with learning, or I'm done with. You know, it sounds awful, but even imagination, you start sort of. Um, it, you become more of a sort of a, on the straight path, don't you, when it comes to things like imagination. So actually knowing that your brain is still elastic and fantastic, I think is, is sounds like a, a good book. Whatever age you yeah. are. <laughs> um, and what about um, any particular books that you found good for sort of your specialism? Is there anything there? The best book at the moment is, uh, it has been written by Dr. Valerie Muter, who's just the most incredible person in our field. And she's... Um, you know, she's been a pioneer, but she's had years and years of experience and, and research um, into dyslexia. And she's just re- released a book called Understanding and Supporting Children with Literacy Difficulties. And I really think for any teachers who work with um, any literacy difficulties, school teachers, um, but also people in my field, if you haven't read it, it's got the latest cutting-edge research mm. Um and, and just a lot of new evidence, uh, which obviously helps with sort of practical support. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you. And I'm, 
that's great thank you for sharing those but I'm also just thinking I think I heard a rumor that you might be writing a book is that right I I it's it's literally just that's a pun that's very funny literally (laughs) literally literally literally. (laughs) um I've been well I mean years ago when my children you know especially the the eldest was you know struggling to learn to read um and I'm, you know, I'm a very proactive person, so I wanted to help. And um, there was very little information out there, um, which is, again, which is why the businesses develop. But I wanted to actually have something that I could help at home mm. uh, with reading. And so I've been developing this with all three children. And then obviously, since I've been, I have the knowledge and now a lot of professional experience. So I've put, to, I've, I've just designed a, a resource to, for parents to help their child learn to read um, and it's aimed at the moment the first is aimed age sort of seven to nine because I think that's the best time okay. that's when you start to see that there's a difficulty but you can actually intervene and it's based on um, a lot of a, a lot of professional knowledge um, you know proper sort of scientific research um, but also a mummy take and because my I've got a background in design as well um, I wanted it to be Fun, friendly, multi-sensory, not a boring black and white book, which is the worst sort of format for anyone who's dyslexic. Yes, I bet. Um, and when can we look forward to seeing that? And I'm just, I've just been doing the final edits now, so it should be coming out shortly. Oh, how exciting. Mm. Oh, well, congratulations and best of luck with Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, you just alluded just now to um, not always being in this field. Um, would you like to tell us a little bit more about your, your sort of previous roles, like your, your business journey and how you started out? And also, um, obviously, you've got a, a beautiful, strong accent. So, uh, you know, uh, well, yeah. we know that you're from South Africa yeah. originally. So just to give us a, a potted history of how, how you got to where you are today on your business journey. Well, as I, I said earlier, I did psychology at the University of Cape Town, um, and I worked. I then came over. My mum's English, um, and I, I've always loved England, so always wanted to come and live here. I'm very fortunate that my grandparents were here too, and we've got a nice family network here. Uh, came over. I, I started working with Marks and Spencers as a trainee manager on their sort of trainee scheme, and although I enjoyed it and I did get a lot of good skills from that. I just the field wasn't for me, um, and I think my my skill set wasn't suited to that environment. Um, and I always loved um, design, and I did art at school as well. Um, and actually, I thought I'm going to change, so I ended up doing an interior design course at yep. KLC in London, the KLC School of Design, which was just amazing. Um, and I worked there. Well, I, I set up my own little business, interior design business at the time. And in fact, KLC asked me to come back and do some lectures and tutoring, um, which I did. And so you've obviously got that educator natural I know, ability. And I just yeah. sort of always fall into it. And I just loved it. Um, and I started working on a, uh, they started a blended, le- blended learning course um, years ago, which was partly online and partly cutting in. edge yeah. so it was very cutting edge at the time which is why I got you know I, I got to know some of that technology and also that format um but I love the I love the le- the teaching and and seeing pupils learn and a lot of and 
interior design students are also visual creative thinkers mm-hmm. um i used to because i'm a terrible speller i used to always say at the beginning of my lectures you know i'm just going to warn you i can't spell so if i write anything on the board you know just please correct me and of course it, it, you know it would break the ice but a lot of people after that came up to me and over the years said oh I'm so pleased you mentioned that because I can't spell and I've been worrying about it so you know I think it's um, you realize that there were there was there were these very talented students who also found you know some of those literacy skills probably yeah. were dyslexic um, but um, and I think I started finding that quite fascinating um, and then of course when so I did that for, for many years um, and had a little interior design business um, which I loved, but but you know changing you know once I you know I, I realized that my kids were struggling, um, it was it was a really nice change of career. And what what's been wonderful, my job's quite creative. The reports are not; they're very mm. analytical, yeah, and I've got an ana- I yeah. love that sort of analytical, very precise side. But my lessons are very creative. I make all my resources. And then, of course, doing the book has been amazing. Mm. Uh, I'm working with a lovely illustrator, um, Sally Payne, who's just wonderful and a fantastic graphic designer. So I've been able to, you know, I've got a very strong uh, look that yeah. I want it to be like. Um, so it's been quite creative. Wonderful. I oh, know. I'm looking forward I've to that. i spent hours on fonts. <laughs> <laughs> Attention to detail. Yeah. Yes, but it's important. You know, that's so wonderful. I love your honesty. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I know, so you've run a business before in interior yes, design. Yeah. Um, you've done education before. So we're beginning to see the pattern coming together. But is there anything that you wish you'd known when you first started out, you know, all those years ago when you were doing psychology and perhaps, or even, shall we say, working at Marks and Spencer's? Is there anything you think, oh, I wish I'd known? You know, where I am today, what I would have told my, my former business self. I think I've learned so much about myself over the years and, and particularly getting the ADHD diagnosis, which was really quite a shock. Um, but my daughter's got ADHD and, and I started to realise, gosh, mm. I've got a lot of those same um, characteristics. But I think it would have been nicer to know my strengths as well as my weaknesses you know because I think it is it is I was masking a lot of the things I find hard Mm. um I think perhaps if I had little strategies to work my my response was to just work harder and longer and um which means I often get quite tired. <laughs> yes, and also those are coping mechanisms, aren't yeah, they? And you yeah. said uh, mm. right at the beginning of the show, you said that people learn how to mask these things, mm. and that's mm. exactly what you've done. Mm. You hide them. And I think perhaps if I'd learned that actually, do you know what, that is what I'm like, mm. and I need to try a different strategy for that. And also not to beat yourself up about it, because you can, you know, I can make mistakes because I'm doing things too quickly. And then, so it means I have to r- read through something over and over again. I've got a proofreader now, you know, yes. to help me with that. So I know it's, it's never, it's never yeah. going to be a strength. I need someone to help me with it. So it's just having the right people in place to Wonderful. to help you with those things that actually yes. are hard rather than saying, oh, why, why? you know, yeah. you missed that again. Yeah. Oh, no, no, don't yeah. beat yourself up. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. Um, thank you, Kim. So let's move on to your um, your second choice of song, which is Kathy's song by Simon and Garfunkel. Again, would you like to introduce this and perhaps tell us why it's a particular favourite? This is a lovely, also another sort of perhaps a lesser known song of theirs. I th- it's beautiful, a song I loved from my childhood too. Some be- some lovely words and, and sort of thoughts. Um, 
And I I like the it's a very gentle, calming song and it, it makes Wonderful. me feel calm if, if my brain's sort of going into overdrive with a million slows thoughts. Slows you down. Slows me down. Brings you back. Brings me back. Super. Let's have a listen then. I hear the drizzle of the rain Like a memory it falls Soft and warm continuing Tapping on my roof and walls And from the shelter of my mind Distracted and diffused My thoughts are many miles away They lie with you when you're asleep And kiss you when you start your day And a song I was writing is left undone why I spend my time writing songs I can't believe with words that tear and strain to rhyme and so you see I have come to doubt all that I Drops of rain Weave their weary paths and die I know that I am like the rain There before the grace of Hello and welcome back. You are listening to River Radio with me, Fiona Johnson, on the Business Source Show. Thank you for listening in today. We are joined today by Kim Worley-Birch of Dyslexia Decoded. 
Hello, Kim. How are you doing so far? Hi, Fiona. Very well, thank you. Good. I hope you're. I hope you're enjoying your show. And you've I certainly am. got lots, lots to share. Not just talking about dyslexia, but also importantly, talking about running a business, um, providing a, a very valuable service. Um, and in fact, we've had a question that's been um, emailed in, and it's from a lady uh, called Sue from Newbury, and she said, um, "I run a wellness business that also provides a much-needed service to those that are struggling. Um, it feels like Kim has to balance the same challenges as me. Um, do you have?" any advice on how to continue to provide a valuable service and importantly the the quality of service you provide whilst still growing your business and still trying to stay um, commercially viable because I think and I'm reading into this I think you know isn't that the thing when you provide something that's so needed you want to just give your everything to it but you are still running a business and that's right yeah and you've Mm. got to provide the quality and and you know it's a balancing act so you know, if you've got anything you want to share on that to help Sue, then um, would you like to share it? Sue, it's something I grapple with all the time. And I think, too, that the, you know, this is an essential service and people and, you know, coming to me are in a highly emotional state. I would hate to exploit, you know, you would hate to be, you know, exploit anyone with sort of if your costs are too high, um, you know, how do you balance what you charge? But equally, you know, you have to, you know, there is a time a huge amount of you know professional knowledge and time involved um and you have to you know it's a business it needs to needs to be viable um i i found that hard um and i suppose i've just played you know as i've sort of grown um i've got more confident perhaps in in setting my fees my my pricing structure Mm. um so that it's not ridiculous but it is actually something that that is worth yes. you know, something that's worth paying for. And I suppose it's also a matter of you setting your boundaries as well and your, you know, whether it's mm. time boundaries, uh, emotion, I guess, as well. Yeah. There's a lot mm. of things going on, which I bet Sue can relate to. But it's trying, you know, we haven't got any necessarily sort of answers for her, but you can take certain steps, can't you? Certain measures to try and protect is that the right word that you know the business and your emotions and 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 whilst you're caring for the these people as you say who are highly emotional when they must when they come to see you yeah setting boundaries is really important something that i've had to learn as you know as i've i've gone on to um because that is difficult you could be there 24 mm-hmm. 7 um it's a really difficult one. I wish I had an answer. And actually, Sue, if you have an answer, please, yeah, please yes, let me let know. Me know. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you. Um, we also talked about the fact that um, I know you run workshops. Um, we talked about how um, you know how that again. That's a sort of a learning curve. You you want you're, you're desperate to provide them, but actually, how you love running them. But again getting people in when it's a much needed service which is maybe an advantage um, to people who are running workshops where it's harder to get people to, to buy a, 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 t- a ticket or a seat or you know, yeah. a conference or something um, but we've also noticed that um, I think and COVID has done this that it's created enormous increase in, in the demand for specialist teaching and diagnostic assessments um, and I know this is more on the sort of the, the, not the educational route, but it still is impacting businesses. Um, how, how how do we address this? It's huge. I mean, since since COVID, just just the interest in what I offer has mm. has grown exponentially. Um, and there there are a few reasons for that. The one is that parents have seen firsthand how hard it was for their children because yes. you know when you when homeschooling, online, homeschooling yeah. you you can literally see you know what was happening, um, and and just access to words. You know the more words you know a child who struggles to read needs to see a word 
they need to process the sounds properly, but uh, it's it's a little bit more complicated than this. But need to needs to see a word a lot more times than say a neurotypical child. Um, they just didn't have that exposure. Mm. So, um, and there are multiple other reasons too. Um, but you know, and there's a shortage of of people doing what I do. Um, I think we need you know we need more people. Doing it, it's a lovely job. You know, it's mm. a fantastic job for a mother. I think, um, and and I think the online provision. If we can do online assessments, and there's a lot, there's some fantastic stuff I've been looking into and working actually with um, with with someone at the moment. But um, to sort of provide an online provision, which would be much more streamlined, mm. you know, simpler uh, online lessons as well as. Um, diagnostic assessments. Yes. Okay. Because obviously, um, whereabouts are you based at the moment? I'm I'm in between Newbury and Reading, um, which is obviously so it's a group geographical area that obviously you can help people in person and and by going online. And this is perhaps if you like a benefit of COVID. I know you said you were doing it before. You can broaden your reach. Yes. But I imagine there's still a bit of an element of of that sort of people want that. Um, I was going to say the sort of the connection yeah, of knowing yeah. that you're down. There's something psychological, isn't there, about there knowing they're just down the road. Even mm. you know, so if I do need to go and see them because of the service you provide, and it's that sort of almost yeah, sort of medical, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, there's no doubt uh, about it. Being in person is mm. is is just a much better experience for, for both you and for the the child or the parent. Um, however, a lot of children. You know, can't you know? You just can't do that, yeah. and you can still get really great work from you know the you know doing an online, um, you know in the in the future doing an online assessment or online teaching. Yeah. And as you said, if you know there's a great need for this, and there's not enough people doing it, then online is going to be the answer, it isn't is. it? Because you Absolutely. can broaden your reach. Mm. Yes. Okay. Um, and then we're, we're talking about challenges at the moment that we're all facing as business owners. Um, I know one of the things you mentioned to me off air was. Um, the working in isolation, um, yeah. and uh, obviously you're not, you're dealing with people, families, children, but it is your business. That's um, right. Have you got, uh, you know, how, how do you manage working in isolation? I, I like think, the way you chose that word yes, as well. Yes, I yeah. think that's been one of my, my biggest challenges um, because when you work with other people, you, you cross-pollinate ideas mm. and you and you and then you'll find something that you might never have thought of before or you'll perhaps bounce an idea off someone so it's hard to you know uh, and it's quite lonely when you when you just you know of, of course when you're with the people with the students or the the parents not but but actually from a business point of view um and I think I mean I would imagine that that's where you know joining groups other workshops mm. um uh, you know, other people in, in in businesses that are not the same as yours yes. is important. But it's, of course, you've got to find the time to do that too. Yes, which is another issue, isn't it? Yeah. Um, the time of running a business. And again, you're providing a, an important service. And I, you know, um, I imagine that that's, as you, as you so rightly said as well, that's the bit where you get the most, you know, you give the most value and you perhaps get the most enjoyment as mm, well. Mm. And, and it's doing that and then remembering to spend time on growing the business as yes, well. Yes, yeah. Um, and I know, you know, things like managing your social media, managing your marketing, managing all those things, they're so time consuming. Um, and it's difficult doing it all on your own. So yes, if you can pair up with someone or whatever, and, and yeah. um, then that's obviously a solution, isn't it? Yeah, and using freelancers, I think I've, yeah. I've found freelancers to be really great. Um, but it's just always making sure that you are still keeping abreast, especially of new business ideas or new 
things out there. Just new thinking. New thinking. Yeah. New yeah. thinking, yeah. Because yeah, you can get narrower and narrower, I think, and you know, if you're on your own and if you're only in your own little echo chamber to you know, yes. to which, spread it. Which is, dare I say it, a bit what COVID did to us. We all did, had to change our did. thinking, mm-hmm. even if we'd used online mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're not going to mention that word again now. We've done with that. Um, what does the, ho- the future hold for your business? Well, I'd like to, um, I'm hoping, who knows, I'm hoping that the, the book, the resource will uh, be something that will be a valuable um, resource for parents and possibly teaching assistants. Mm. So the idea is people with absolutely no experience can pick it up and use it. Um, and I've got some quite exciting ideas about that, sort of setting up perhaps little, because there's just such a shortage of of teachers and who work with kids who you know who need sort of almost one-to-one intervention um so there's there are a few ideas in the pot oh wonderful Um, but i'll obviously carry on doing my teaching and my assessing um but i think to try and uh, reach a bigger audience um yeah. Yes. And actually, I mean, the book's a great way for doing that, obviously, because you're, you're sharing your knowledge with people perhaps who wouldn't have a reach or a connection to you in the first place. Um, it, it can go national, internationally. Um, um, I, I don't know, you know, book tours, whatever, you know, you can yes. start spreading the word. There's a lot of involvement. And that, again, is like running another business in itself, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going, um, I'm going to find that probably quite, uh, difficult to manage but yeah I'm sure I'm I'm quite excited about it so you should be and I'm sure you'll do really well um is there anything that you've particularly struggled with um I know we talked about I mean would you say working in in isolation is probably your biggest issue on a sort of day-to-day basis I would say the two things working in isolation and secondly the fact that my skill set is not a a commercial skill set so you know making sure that I do charge for my work do charge correctly um and then logistically getting those invoices out um you know i do a hearing therapy too that's all remote and i need to sort of book people in to do that book is you know send out the equipment um it's just sort of juggling all those little logistical things which i personally find really boring Uh, um but you know there's there's always something there's always something Mm -hmm. that people i mean if you had a if you or your skill set was such that you were fabulous at, at everything you you wouldn't be you kind of thing mm. no one would be themselves i think it's it's natural isn't it that there are some yeah. things that you naturally are sort of are drawn towards and some that um, yes. um you sort of quite happy to leave until tomorrow um wonderful so thank you so much kim for joining us today um but before we wrap up um i would like to ask you if someone would like to find out more about your business what's the best way for them to do that i think if you go to my website which which is um, www.dyslexiadecoded.com. Um, and my email and telephone number is on there. So, um, please, so that, yeah. please, please, we feel. And if anyone would like to be um, involved in the trial of Let's Fly, my book's called Let's Fly. If they've got any, you know, a child who you, perhaps you might be interested in, please get hold of me too. Same through the the website. That'd be fantastic. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Kim. Um, And just to everyone who's listening in today, if you like what you've heard, why not follow us uh, on River Radio Live? We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Um, Yes, and just search for River Radio Live. You'll get updates on the latest shows. You'll get news from behind the scenes. Um, And don't forget to share and like 
and, and spread the word with fellow business owners. And if you've just tuned in and would like to listen in full to Kim Worley Birch sharing her story and how she founded and built up Dyslexia Decoded and she, how she talks about all the training and the studying and running a business, um, and her past experience not quite matching up with what she does now, then you can listen again as a podcast, um, which is via the River Radio website or download the River Radio app or search for the podcast, which is River Radio, the business source. Um, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, next week, Sophie is back. Um, so we look forward to um, you listening in again. Thank you very much. Thank you, Kim. Thanks, Fiona. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come.